0: What does it take to be an elite CEO? Yeah, well, it's so funny how that name came about because uh-huh. it. I just wanted to make sure it was something that people like understood uh-huh. what it was for. But I would say in general, I mean, the biggest is it's really going back to the biggest issues. Most people, uh-huh. I just don't honestly think they have the drive or uh, the willingness to learn the skills. Mm. Um, and by skills, I'm not even talking very hard, well, I guess that's how you look at it, but skills like messaging people, like that's a skill like Uh for sales, like messaging people over Instagram or social media, like it is a skill Mm -hmm. or taking sales calls. That's a skill. Or I mean, probably the hardest one is hiring and training people. Um, So I would say like the most elite CEOs I've met or my best clients or the clients who get the best results, they're very good at, I would say, kind of more of the technical skills of messaging or sales. And then they're just very good with people. Like they mm-hmm. understand people, they understand the, the push and the pull dynamic of what's best for the business, what's best for the person. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've been in this five years and I still feel like I, I just have so much more to go with people to like, mm-hmm. how can I motivate them and also make them feel appreciated, but make sure that they're doing what's best for the business and they're not taking advantage of me. It's like, it's it's that dichotomy of leadership yeah. by like Jocko Willock yeah. um, mm-hmm. or Willick, however you say his last name, uh, like that book hits it the nail on the head. Because if you're too nice, um, they don't respect you, which I see a lot of CEOs do with Mm -hmm. their teams. Or if you're too mean, they never want to work with you. And I also see that. Yeah. And so it's like a very delicate balance of how do you get the most bang for your buck, but also make sure like they feel appreciated. They're part of the team. Yeah. I'd say those are the top three. I guess for you personally, (sighs) like what were some of your strengths as a leader and some of your challenges? So my strengths is I just, I mean, I just don't let anything stop me. Okay. Um, I would work 16 to 18 hours a day. Uh, I was living at my parents' house. I moved home to save as much money as I could. I didn't date, I didn't, uh, I stopped working out quite as much, which probably wasn't healthy, but I was like, well, if I'm working out for two hours and I can only, and I work out three times a week for half an hour, I'll get, you know, five more, six more hours of work in. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't party, I didn't talk to friends. You know, I gave up everything. Like I, I literally sacrificed everything. Mm-hmm. uh, to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'd say my weakness though, is that in the beginning, I just thought everyone was wired that way. Mm. And so when I would hire people for three grand or five grand, I'm like, all right, mother, you know, I'm going to go 16, 18 hours a day. And yeah. you know, not, not actually, yeah. but in my head, I'm just like, why can't you do this? Why is this so hard for you? Yeah, And you have to like, you have to learn to develop people in the beginning Yeah. And then eventually, you know, when you get more money and the business is bigger, then you can start going for experience, right? You can pay a little extra, but you have to be good at developing talent and you have to be willing to work harder. And and at first, you know, this was a mistake I made. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hire someone and it's going to get easier. It's like, no, like you're going to hire someone, then you're going to do their job for them and they still get paid for the first probably 60 to 90 days. And then you still have to babysit them afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you don't really start feeling relief in the business until you have managers, which is usually, it depends, but one to 300 grand a month. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of entrepreneurs, they just quit too soon because they never get to the point where they're not the manager and yeah. they're like, fuck, business is too hard. And I'm like, yeah, if I stay there forever, I would say the same thing. Because yeah. it's just a grind, yeah. right? It's like, you're still taking sales calls. You're still messaging. Then you got to check in on your coaches. Then you still maybe have some clients. Yeah. Then you're met, you know, your your sales team is sucking. So you got to mm-hmm. go audit the calls. Like there's just... So much to do. Yeah. I guess like walk me through the beginning of your business, like your elite CEO's business. Like what did that look like? Well, so the beginning was actually, it was called Fit Warrior and it was a fitness company. Okay. So it's ironic, but when I came into the industry, I was like, man, all these guys are douchebags. Like they they all sell business coaching. They didn't build a business besides (laughs) business coaching. Like, you know, I just thought (laughs) I was like holier than thou. And I built a online fitness company called Fit Warrior. And Mm -hmm. that actually is what took off. And so... Um, I'm 31 now. I started this around 25 mm-hmm. and I was still in pretty good shape. And I, I'd done fitness modeling, so I had a lot of really good pictures, like, mm-hmm. I mean, very insane shape. Like, that was my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really helped me. And then uh, I'd done door to door sales. Mm-hmm. I'd grinded for two years in a garage with one of my mentors who taught me anything you can think about with funnels, emails pixels facebook guys like everything but i didn't make any money and it, mm-hmm. but it, it prepared me kind of for this moment so um i started selling high ticket mm-hmm. started getting clients left and right uh i would average probably like i would say three to five clients a week at three to four grand okay and that business got to about one hundred fifty thousand a month before it started getting more difficult and then around that time people started seeing me in like the click funnels community They're like oh my gosh this this is Tanner he like his yeah. fitness business. It kind of felt more legit too, because they mm-hmm. are like, this guy doesn't do, you know, business coaching, like he's a fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these trainers coming to me because there wasn't really anyone in the space at the time, maybe besides Brandon Carter, mm-hmm. maybe that was, that had done that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started helping trainers cause I had a list of about 20 people willing to give me 10 grand and Mm -hmm. I'm you know, I'm 26. I'm like, Holy shit. Like 200 Gs to me at the time was like, yeah, you know, it's probably 2 million now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started doing that and then that got big. And then that is how we turned into elite COs because as it stalled, Mm -hmm. I think in hindsight, it, it wasn't maybe the best decision, but I was like, okay, I just need to keep opening my doors so I can get more leads, right? Because mm-hmm. we would get a lot of leads, but it's like, oh, I'm not a trainer, so we're like, oh, we can't help you. We can't help you. Got and, it. and the concepts are relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, obviously, the fulfillment's a little different and, and make the messaging's a little different, but it's really the same concepts, like same funnels, yeah. everything else. So that's actually how it came about. Mm-hmm. And then we just scaled it from there. So elite CEOs didn't really become elite CEOs till probably like 2000 late 2019 or early 2020. Got it. Yeah. So when you were making like 150 grand a month, how many team members did you have? Not very many, man. Like uh, five to seven, maybe I had probably two to three messengers, two coaches. And then, I mean, I don't know. And then a sales guy and then me. No assistant. That was it. No, I still don't have an assistant. I probably should wow. get one. I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like I don't even know what I want to do on a daily basis. Trying to yeah. try get an assistant to figure it out. Yeah, I probably should. I would probably get a lot of relief from it. But um, yeah. I mean, it was very lean, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I was taking home quite a bit. I yeah. Mean, but I was working a lot, you know. And so that's the biggest difference as I've gotten older is I'm not willing to, you know, make a lot more if to work a lot more. Unless it's leveraged, right? Like I yeah. need the leverage. Got it. So when you were running a 150K a month business, like were you managing the marketing or did you hire an ad buyer? how? how no, I, so I did everything day one. So I did all the ads. I did all that marketing, the funnels, mm-hmm. the tech, the pixels, mm-hmm. everything. How did you learn all that stuff? Yeah, it was my as my mentor. So, uh David Fry took me under his wing when I was 22, and uh-huh. he convinced me to drop out of school cuz football was over. So my my goal from 12 to 22 just for anyone who's watching to understand was I just want to play in the NFL. Yeah. So the way you see me now was how I did sports. Like that was I just, you know, ate, breathed and drank sports. Like mm-hmm. I had very little girl time or anything. Like it, I mean, I, it seems normal to me, mm-hmm. but I think people now could have looked back and like, dude, you were you were weird, yeah. Because I just would spend nine to twelve hours a day doing sports, like training, lifting, running, trying to just get every advantage I could. Yeah. Um. And then he took me under his wing. He was a family, a uh, friend of my father, and really he took me under his wing because I stopped going to church, mm-hmm. and they're very religious. And that's actually, and so he said, "Hey, look, if you come back to church, I'll teach you." And I honestly kind of feel he's like a second father to me now. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad because I didn't. Like I did it for a second and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to go to church. Yeah. But he kept teaching me and I didn't make any money during those like two years, but I just, he, he helped me build out a whole product. So he's like, like, we're going to build your whole product out. We're going to call it the rapid muscle system. Mm -hmm. And It was just all those skills. Like I learned how to create an ebook. I learned how to set it up on, you know, Amazon web services. I learned how to set up pixels and a funnel Mm -hmm. and opt and all this stuff was super foreign to me. Like Mm -hmm. I I had no idea what this stuff was. So I didn't realize that at the time, but when I finally started figuring it out, I was so far ahead of everyone else because of those years I invested to get the groundwork. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I see that a lot now, even with like maybe my brothers my brothers came in and I just immediately said, hey, be a coach, hey, be a sales rep. So they don't have that same kind of operational foundation that I had, Mm -hmm. but it it gives me a huge advantage because I know at all times looking at numbers what's going on or what should be going on, right? So I was very blessed in that sense.